Hello, St. Matthews United Methodist Church and the rest of our community who is joining us online. I'm Pastor Kelly. And I'm Pastor Dave. And it's great to be back. I was down with the flu last week, and so we didn't have a podcast. Womp womp. Um, but not going to lie, uh, Dave's just got like the hits. You just keep hitting. Uh, I was remarking to him earlier about how much I've like enjoyed this series uh, that he's been doing, and you know... <laughs> Yesterday was it's just gloves are off, man. Like it's just it's just the gloves are off, and I love it. I think it's it's fantastic. But um your the title of our series is Wrestling with Doubt. Um if you haven't gotten a chance to, uh I'll have the YouTube link down below. Uh please go and watch the rest of the series on our YouTube channel. And I'll also have our website link uh and then mine and Dave's emails so that if you want to get in contact with us. Uh, please do so. And you should probably put a link, uh, like an Amazon link, to Adam Hamilton's book. I could, that yeah. This is all coming from, yeah. I can. So it's it's Adam. <laughs> Adam has a book called Wrestling Without, and I've taken the the chapter titles, the topics that he's chosen, uh, that that are the results of a survey that he mm-hmm. that he had taken, um, and I'm kind of giving my answers mm-hmm. uh, to those things. But Adam's answers are, are of course, uh, wonderful and well thought out and well researched. And yep. And all of that. So I heartily recommend, uh, you know, if you're interested in any of these things, you know, get the book, borrow the book, whatever, and uh, see what Adam has to say as well. Yeah, it's a good book. Uh, the title of the sermon was Light Unto My Feet. And if you couldn't guess, the question this week is... Dun, da, da, da. Suspense. Just kidding. Uh, can the Bible be trusted? Question mark. Um, and... It's funny, like I was remarking before too, um, like how when when Dave was talking about doing the series, right, and I saw the title of the sermon and the and the plan, right, and the grid. Um, for me, like it's so interesting to be where I'm at now in my faith journey, right? Because the way that this question gets answered for me um is so different depending on what season of life I'm in and where I'm at. Um, and so as we talk today, I'm just sharing that kind of backdrop of as an encouragement of, you know, uh, changing and and, and uh, being challenged and like changing what you think and how you think and God kind of molding us and shaping us in, in the ways that we perceive things or we understand things is a healthy and good thing, right? Um, you may not, you may think some of the same things you did 10 years ago and you may think very different things now, and that's all great. Um, but I know sometimes the way we talk about the Bible for, for some people can be really tough. And I'm telling you all right now, we're uh, nothing controversial or bad here, but um, Dave had some really good points Sunday, and we're going to get through not all of them, but some of them today. And God is here. So Amen. first question. So essentially, like, we're not going to answer the question, what is the Bible? But the Bible is made up of a multitude of different books and collection of writings, okay? Um, And there is a standardization that we call the canon, uh, right? And there are uh, different—we'll get into, like, the different kind of versions of canon and different traditions and how they've done that. But essentially, like, I would really like it if Dave would kind of define what canon means— and then kind of like uh, uh, what that kind of entails. Mm-hmm. So why don't you talk to l- us a little bit about canon. So canon and canonization is the, uh, is the, the 
central document, the central writing, the central teaching of a of a religion. Mm-hmm. So uh, for us, uh, you know, being Protestants in the in the Western tradition of Christianity, our canon was set uh, in the fourth century when when uh, Christianity became the um, official religion of the of the Roman Empire. That's when the canon was closed. Uh, which means uh, that's when we said, okay, these are the books that are going to be in the Bible, and it's closed, so we're not going to add any more mm-hmm. at that point. So that happened for us uh, back in the 4th century. Um, uh, uh, and so different traditions will have... Um, that leads to the the idea that different traditions are going to have different canons, uh, maybe interrelated, but, but different. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the best... Uh, Probably the most well-known differences is that the the in the Catholic tradition, uh, their canon, their Bible has some extra books in it from from what uh, the Protestants use or, or refer to. So we have two different canons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're the same uh, except for that the differences. Uh, the other books are basically they are well they are the same, mm-hmm. um, but they've just added those other books. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's that's uh, the idea of canon. So that's Western tradition. And then uh, I'm not going to have Dave. I, I kind of wanted to quiz him, y'all. Like, should I quiz him? Yeah. Everybody's like, this isn't live. Kelly, like, oh, whatever. Um, so then, you know, so that's the Western tradition, right? And, and you referenced, uh, you know, Rome makes Christianity, you know, the, the state or country religion, right? So it, it so then they, they organize it and they, mm-hmm. they um, what would, what would the word, they standardize it, standardize right? It, they standardize yeah. it. So now you have Eastern traditions. Yeah. So you, uh, I get the two that you listed uh, on Sunday, right? Were the Eastern Orthodox tradition and the Oriental Orthodox tradition, uh, and I'm just going to list off the, the the names here because I think they're it's neat. So there, you've got Greek, Slavonic, and Georgian for the Eastern Orthodox tradition, um, and then for the Oriental Orthodox tradition, you have Syriac, Coptic, and Ethiopian. Now, I don't want you, I don't want you to explain all of them, but um, the Ethiopian tradition, you had a really interesting snippet about, was the Ethiopian, which tradition was it that kept the scriptures together? We have one of the epistles because of that group. Or was it Matthew? No, I think you're thinking about Matthew. I am thinking about Matthew. Yeah. So forget that. Uh, <laughs> um, there's so much info exactly. yesterday, man. It was, but but y'all like really go watch go watch the sermon because I was yeah. sitting there and I was just I was just soaking it all in, Dave. It was it was and, so good. And actually, I, I realized that I've just misspoke a little bit. It is the uh, you know the the Catholic Bible was the canon that was set um, by the yes. Roman, by Constantine. The Protestant canon was set by Martin Luther in the 1500s. Mm-hmm. And stuff. Mm-hmm. So even even within the Christian tradition, those are the two big. Those are the big ones. Yep. The two big dates and the two big mm-hmm. times when when that was talked about. Right. And I got lots of stories and history about that. I could ramble on for a long nope. time. Nope. <laughs> a long time. So on history. So the reason so the reason I'm I'm pushing that for Dave and, and for you who are who are listening and watching, um, I think the reason for me at least that that's important, Dave, is because when we talk about the scriptures or we talk about the Bible and 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 the this collection of writings that we all read, right? And so you're referencing that there's traditions that have different uh, amount of books in them and these other types of things. And so I, I, I think for me, like growing up, right, in my kind of spiritual formation, 
Um, sometimes people get real combative about this stuff and it gets really testy and like difficult in the way that they have conversations around those things. Um, but at the same time, I wanted you to share that mainly because um, we live in a, we have a very diverse faith that has all of these incredible kind of expressions uh, throughout history that are not the um, American South Texas expression. Not saying there's anything wrong with the South Texas. Texas expression of, of Christianity. Um, but in that, right, like we are in this really cool tapestry of all these different people and these different countries and these different places that have been faithful. Like we have tried to be faithful mm-hmm. and there's all these different ways that God has like interacted with people and people have like shared that. And so I share that to talk about the not to highlight necessarily our differences in a negative way, but how wonderful and unique people are and how it's such a beautiful thing to be a part of a faith, right, that has such a diverse representation globally. For me, that's a really cool kind of expression, especially when we're talking about the scriptures, is that um, you've got all these different ways and places that people have done this for so long. Um, And I am encouraged by that because, you know... The idea that like I would have to have all the things right and perfect as opposed to like, hey, everybody's been working through this for so long and like we're we're kind of in this space, I think is a really neat. So we're w- there's really there's a lot of diversity in kind of the the expressions of faith and Christianity mm-hmm. and how it's represented globally. Um so this is a critically important when we talk about what is the Bible trustworthy? So I've made reference to kind of how I think the scriptures or the Bible is a collection of writings. Dave, what kind of writings are they? Are they all biographical? Are they all historical? Or are they different? <laughs> well, the, the way you're, <laughs> you're leading that question. <laughs> uh, of Objection, leading the witness. <laughs> of course. There's, there's a number of different types of writing within the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, you know, you can kind of take some broad strokes at it. You know, the first five books of the Bible are called the Torah or the law. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, uh, you know, the prophets have a, uh, you know, have written part of, of scripture. And then there's some scripture like Psalms and Ecclesiastes and Proverbs and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're generally called the writings. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, then there's the Gospels, the four Gospels, mm-hmm. uh, which are a, a type of writing that's unlike any other uh, that can be found in, in Scripture. Uh, and then we have the epistles or the letters that make up the remainder of the mm-hmm. New Testament, except Acts is kind of a, an asterisk. It's, it's, it's a different genre all on its own, but there's only one of those. Uh, so, yeah, there's all, you know, a, a number of different types of writings, and mm-hmm. we could even go further than that if we wanted to get into subgenres, but those are the big ones. No, my brain can't handle subgenres. <laughs> um, well, and I, and I love that too. Cause I think like, right. Like, you know, as discerning individuals here that are trying to learn from Dave, uh, <laughs> you know, the way that I'm going to read a letter or the content of a letter, right. Might be different than the way I'm going to read, um, a prophetic type of writing or, or something that is attributed to something like a law. Right. And so like, I think when we're talking about is if the Bible is trustworthy, right? 
if I'm reading a letter, <laughs> like I'm reading a law document, you know, that might not help me get to a good answer on how do I answer that actual question of like, okay, so if I want the Bible to be trustworthy or I don't want the Bible to be trustworthy. Like, what, what is the goal there, right? I want to answer that question. If I, if I don't even understand or know what I'm actually reading or the context or the genre of what I'm reading, it's probably going to be hard to answer that question like authentically or, or, or from a good place. Um, and I love that you brought up Psalms and Proverbs. Um, so y'all don't do what I do where when I, I used to kind of try to open it up and read it like a chapter book, right? And you're like, oh, Genesis, this is cool. And then you're like, wait, this, this is confusing. There's a, there's a lot of stuff happening here. And then, and, and then there's this genealogy. That and then there's a for, genealogy. And I'm like, pages, yeah. what? these are all things I put on sandwiches. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> and then, and then you've got like cultural customs and stuff. So it gets real confusing. And then you get to Psalms and it's like, are these songs? I mean, it says Psalms. That doesn't equate to songs or does it? And then there's like songs where people are really happy and excited. And then there's songs where it's like the world is going to end and you're all going to die. And it's like, wait, hold on. Like, like, huh? And, and then you get from that <laughs> to Proverbs. And I'm like, okay, Yoda wrote this. Like, it, it's just this not, it's not, it's really good. Read Proverbs. Uh, tons of really awesome applicable wisdom. And then sometimes it's like, you know, that's a circular point you just made. It's like the do or do not guy. It's like, well, if you do this, then this might happen. I'm like, well, yeah, duh. If you're terrible to your neighbor, your neighbor's not going to like you. I mean, come on. Like I can, I can interpret that. And so it's a book of wisdom. And then, you know, Ecclesiastes is like the book of that one friend who has everything and knows everything and then tries to tell you what to do, even though they made all the mistakes. And I'm like, why am I? Anyway, I'm saying all this to y'all. Um, in the context of, um, I used to get really confused when I would try to read the Bible because I didn't understand about genres. I would try to read it like a regular book and then I would get really frustrated and I would get really confused and I would walk away uh, from my time of trying to read it feeling, A, like totally ashamed because I felt like I was supposed to understand something because that was the pressure that I felt in the traditions I was in and the expressions I was in, but also like, um, I just felt like I was dumb. It's like, of course I should be able to read this and understand it and all this other stuff. And I was like, oh, that's a book about songs. Oh, that makes sense now. <laughs> like, it's okay. Like, that's cool. And like, oh, these are, these are like, this is the story of Jesus. Like, okay. Like I can, I can understand that now. And so, I'm hitting this really hard because if you're you're watching and, and listening to this, and the Bible sometimes for you, like when you're trying to read it, is really complicated or hard. You're like, I don't, why this just seems so weird, or it's not directly applicable. You're trying to just figure out what it means. Um, understanding genres sometimes is a really critical piece mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. answering that question. Right. Good job, Dave. I think you did all the talking. <laughs> <laughs> this so I get to take all the credit here because Dave did all this yesterday. Like I'm literally on my notes, like looking at his slides, going, "Okay, how do I sound smart here?" Um, no, but 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 again, like understanding genres too, right? Like is important, and um, you know, I think I think we got a little bit of time here to derail a bit. Um, so so we've mentioned genres, which is like type of writing, right? Like you'd read. Uh, they might be different types of literature, right? 
Um, so there's a word that we have used on this podcast before called context. Mm-hmm. So there's genres. <laughs> there's another helpful tool when we're reading the scriptures and we're trying to answer the question, right? Is the Bible trustworthy? Uh, called CC, cultural context. Dave, why don't you give us a little bit of an explanation around what is cultural context? What's context mm-hmm. when it comes to relating to scripture? Yeah, context is the setting, you know, that it's that it's <laughs> that it was written in. So all of these books, they were written by a human hand, physically held a pen, put it in the ink well, put the inked pen onto the paper, wrote the wrote the words, wrote the story, wrote the poems, wrote the songs, wrote the whatever uh, they were writing at the time. And they were all writing for a specific purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, they were living at a time, you know, two or 3,000 years ago. Um, they were living in a place that was all the way around the world from us. Mm-hmm. Um, they would be as uh, lost in here in in San Antonio in 2024, as we would be in Palestine in 2000, um, or, or in 2000 years ago in, in the year, year zero, year zero, <laughs> year 100 or whatever. Um, so just thinking about how lost they would be if they were here, mm-hmm. uh, helps us to think how lost we would be when we were there. And yet we're reading the stuff that they were writing there. Mm-hmm. And so there's some amount of work that has to be done to learn the context Mm-hmm. Um, that they were writing in, because that informs us about why they were writing, what they mean if they're talking about something that's, um, you know, foreign to us but was common to them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, learning the contents, context is figuring all of that kind of stuff out. Right. So I love that, and that's such a good way to put that, man. I gotta like <laughs> steal that, save that, clip it. I don't know. Like we'll figure it out right together. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, like just just even the humanness of that, of like understanding that, you know, when we're relating to cultures and context and like understanding of a person's motivation to write something and record it, um, it, it, it's just such a different time period. And that's probably one of my favorite things about scripture is the relatability of so much of it, right? Even though it's so long ago and in a different context and... There's a different culture and people are dealing with different things. And now you got genres and subgenres. Thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> and, and yet there's like points and things being said uh, or, or points being made or, or, or things being said or principles being passed. And I'm like, wow, that's still like is so applicable now. Or like it totally like translates to a way of like, okay, cool. So like this is what they were trying to do then. Like how does that then happen here in the same spirit of that or the same kind of call or commissioning of that mm-hmm. in the context in which I live. And so it, I'm not going to write my own Bible, <laughs> but there's a, particip- there's a participatory part of that where I get to go, okay, cool. So I'm a part of this now. And like, to me, that's just such a cool and exciting thing of like, we're a part of an ancient faith and we're connected to people through the scriptures. For me, that's one of the beautiful things about it is like, these are real people who lived thousands of years ago and they recorded this stuff down and wrote it. And I get to be a beneficiary of that and like work through it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. It's really, really neat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like, you know, getting a letter from, or, or something from a, from a really like a cousin or, or somebody like a pen pal. Like you probably don't do pen pals now. I remember in third grade, I did pen pals and it was like the best day of the month. 
Um, I had a pen pal in Africa and we would write back and forth and I learned so much. It was so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so that's, but, you know, pen pals, that's an excellent kind of, uh, exercise in context. Hey, you look know, at that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're learning about the culture in Africa, wherever your pen pal was. And then you're telling them about, uh, your, your culture as well. Right. No, and so that's it. context, you know, exploration that's happening there. That is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was, hold on, there's a point you made that I wanted to, oh my gosh. Oh, there was a point Dave made. Um, so we talked a little bit about the epistles. So the letters, right. And you made this point about, um, eavesdroppers. That's not the word you used, was it? I think I did. (laughs) Yes. Cool. I remember. (laughs) Um, so like, so I, I want you to expand that a little bit. And so again, genre defined here is letter. Right. So not the gospels, but the letters following. And so these letters and there's these people who are the recipients of said lever letters, but there's like these these people on the outsides of that who are kind of eavesdropping and listening to those conversations and seeing that. Why don't you explain a little bit about that? Uh yeah. So so we were talking about context. They're writing in a different time in a different place. They're writing to different people. Mm-hmm. And whether they were writing a gospel or a letter or one of the other uh, genres of, of, uh, of the Bible, they were still writing to a specific community or a specific person. Right. They were writing to an audience mm-hmm. who were going to receive their writings. No, no matter what the writings were, there was somebody they had in mind that they wanted to read that. They thought it was important to convey those thoughts um, to that community, that person, uh, through that writing. Uh, so that was the audience. Mm-hmm. We call it the primary audience. Yeah. Then there were other people, and some of the, you know, for example, some of the letters were written to a community, and so it was uh, maybe it was was uh, uh, you know written to the Corinthians or the church in Corinth, but that was actually a collection of churches. So those those that letter was then passed around, and so all of the churches got to hear it, got to become part of the audience. But then at some point those people in that time they died and somebody else started to to read the mm-hmm. letter uh, uh or the gospel or what have you and so there was a secondary audience mm-hmm. that that read the letter and got to hear what was being said now one generation you're going to have a whole lot better idea of what the context was mm-hmm. but now each generation <laughs> that comes along reads the letter again gets to, in, in a sense, overhear the conversation mm-hmm. that was happening between, say, Paul and Timothy or Paul and the church in Corinth. Mm-hmm. Got to, they get to overhear, the, uh, overhear that right? and kind of eavesdrop <laughs> on that conversation that's been happening. And mm-hmm. then they're going to re- hear what that conversation's about or hear whatever's being written there and then try to apply it to their own context, to their own mm-hmm life to their own times to their own circumstances whatever they may be right uh, so this is how uh, you know so this idea of audience kind of goes into who was it intention who was it written for intentionally what did Paul have in mind when he was writing to Timothy mm-hmm. uh, what were the issues that they were dealing with and then by knowing that and realizing that that was the issue that was going on then and what Paul was what kind of advice what kind of teaching what kind of uh, 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 Content, uh, what kind of message he was trying to give mm-hmm. to Timothy, then perhaps we can understand what was going on then 
and be able to then apply it or find something useful or learn something, learn something about God and the way that grace works in the world. Right. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. And so for me, like, just a quick recap here. So I feel like every podcast, I spend so much time talking about my my faith formation and, and what I've been through. But like in, in an effort to relate, for us to all relate, right, is because we're not all brilliant like Dave. Um, <laughs> Dave gets embarrassed, and I love doing it. Um, but for me, like there were times, right, where I referenced before about how I would read and I would be embarrassed or ashamed or upset or feeling like bad because I just didn't understand things or I couldn't read into this stuff. And then like kind of where I went from that, that was also probably not great was then I was like, well, then it all has to be the same where I would make up these buzzwords or these phrases to overgeneralize, generalize scripture and go, uh, this is what this is. And, and this was the goal or, or this is what happened. And, and so I would start to fill in like that, that gray space or the, the air I would fill the air with a bunch of stuff that didn't really like exist. You know, um, I don't know if y'all have ever done this before. You read scripture and, and there's a really difficult part of scripture. And so to justify it or to make it make sense, I would just start to say that like, I would start to qualify it. I start to just add a bunch of stuff to like the meaning or this was the purpose and this was the important. And now we know thousands of years later that like, this is this is the whole thing here as opposed to like what Dave just said, which was these are people who are writing about specific things in specific genres at specific times. And sometimes they're writing to another person. Sometimes they're just recounting what is happening around them and they're just recording it and putting it down on paper or, or papyrus or whatever it was, right? And they're just working it out with God. And they're just they're just writing it down and and they're trying to like make sense out of some things. And so I can't add to it. I can't like infer my own meaning and like make the Bible do things when I start to understand that there's other things at play there. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, so Paul didn't write first and second Timothy to me. <laughs> crud <laughs> i have to or, stop or yay yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> getting there and so so for me and because i held that for so long of like in my own inadequacy that i was supposed to understand it so that i could be perfect and do all this other stuff to the point i'm place i'm at now which is the freedom of oh now i can engage this in a way mm -hmm. where i have better information going okay paul what were you telling timothy what were you guys trying to work through here Okay, and what out of this stuff is relatable to like my life right now and and my relationship with God and then the people that I love and care about in a world that I want to see, you know, also love that is loved by God, also in love with God. And like, so how do I live that out now? And so all that pressure of having to be perfect and having to understand it and do all this other stuff kind of dissipated to okay, so how do I then begin to understand it in the way that it's written and what it's, what it, what the scriptures themselves are trying to communicate? Um, and then how do I live that out? And then the other critical component of that is you do that in community. And so what I also stopped doing was I stopped reading alone in a closet <laughs> by myself going, 
all right, God, make it make sense. And then, you know, then you get the problems. But but I started talking to people like Dave. And I started talking to other Christians and and friends, going, Hey, like, I don't what do you have out of this? Like, what what have you picked up on? Like, what's going on here? And then I started to actually learn. And so I I I transitioned from a person who had to know everything and to get it to a learner. Oh, there's there's things to learn here, mm-hmm. and and there's help to be gained, and and we're in this together. Uh, it also goes back to the original point of like, you know, we have these Western traditions now that have expressions here that started in the, not the West, which is interesting, but but we also have Eastern traditions that have expressions and stuff too, right? And so there's just this beautiful. There's all these places to learn, um, and so anyway, it it I love. I love that picture. So there's a quote before we get into the final point. There's a quote that Dave said um, Sunday that I just got to put you on the spot. Uh, so we talked about context and genre and, and these other things. Audience, biblical authors didn't know they were writing scripture. <laughs> Kelly, aren't you a pastor? I hope I'm a good one. Uh, <laughs> explain. <laughs> I love this. Well, I think it's fantastic. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean the the letter to Timothy. I mean, Paul didn't know that we'd be reading that two thousand years later. He thought he was writing to Timothy. He thought he was writing to the church in Corinth. He thought he was writing to the church in Ephesus. Whatever those those letters were, he had no idea that they would still be around 2000 years later and that we'd be seeking meaning or knowledge about God from these letters. Um, so he was not trying to, you know, I, he, he was trying to get the message across to Timothy. He was not trying to get the message across to, to Dave in 2024 <laughs> in San Antonio. Right. I mean, he had no idea about what my context would be. He didn't know that I would be eavesdropping on his letter. Uh, he just knew that he was writing to Timothy, and so he was writing specifically there. And so when I read it, read this letter, I've just got to be aware that that's what was going on and that he had no idea that I was going to be here. Um, and he wasn't trying to convey truth to me necessarily. He does. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, but it wasn't kind of on purpose on his part. Hi. <laughs> I... I Quick Bible nerd here. Um, I think that Paul uh, held the firm belief that the world was not going to exist right now, that it was already like true that done. And I'm mm-hmm. like, so this quote, like I was like, I was sitting there and in, in first service, I almost screamed and I just had to, I had to <laughs> shove it down. Cause I was like, damn, that's so good. Uh, but, but like, but in, in all honesty, though, right? Like, when you think of it, I, I think this is brilliant, Dave. Like, when you think of it from this place, right? It's like, we weren't even the consideration. And that's not a bad thing. That's not meant to be negative or mean. It's just that, like, we are the eavesdroppers. We get to come in after the fact and go, hey, Paul, you want to report on how Timothy did? Because we can tell you. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Um but we get, we're the beneficiaries of all these other conversations that happened so much longer ago and go, okay, cool. Like, how do we, how do we learn and grow and, and, and gain from this? And I, I, having that type of perspective was so freeing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to bring up uh, 
So again, the question, right, is the Bible trustworthy? So we are United Methodist Church pastors. And in our um, Articles of Religion, Article 5, the Articles of Religion of the Methodist Church, this is a Wesley quote, right? Uh, He would have, yeah, he he took part in writing it. Yeah, yeah. So Dave, you remember it? Scripture contains all things necessary for salvation. The Holy Scripture containeth all things necessary to salvation. Um, The reason I waited till now, and then we'll get again to the final point, I keep saying final point, is when we're asking the question of the Scriptures, right, is the Bible trustworthy? Um, I love this because for a person who has, who needs simple, like, like clear, clear to the point is... If it, it it contains everything that is necessary to salvation, and you know, I would like Dave to take a quick minute to, when we say the word salvation, there's a context to what this word means in our tradition, right? You want to explain that real quick, so it's not just like left to ambiguity, <laughs> right? Where our salvation is living, uh, um, living as the way God would have us to live, in full relationship with God, a full relationship, right? That's right. So, so salvation in the way that our right tradition defines it is one of relationship and living that out, right? Um, so Dave's final quote, and this is the final point. Ultimately, I'm sorry, nope, that's not it. No, the, no, no. I was about to say you're missing a big <laughs> point there. You're missing a big one. So it was uh, Matthew um, 22, 34 through 40. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's one of them, yeah. Uh, the key, the key. So the key to answering this question, right, or the key to biblical interpretation, right, was the thing you said Sunday, is what, Dave? Well, the, the scripture that you're referring to mm-hmm. is Jesus being asked, uh, what is the greatest commandment? What does, you know, we can, we can, let me flesh that out a little bit. What is the, what is the center of the law? Mm-hmm. What is the center of scripture? What's the most important thing that is given to us? within this. And Jesus says, well, the, the greatest thing is to love God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, your spirit, your strength. And then he said, and the second is just is similar to the first, and that is to love your neighbor as yourself. And so, and then the next sentence, Jesus says, and upon these things hangs all of the law and all the prophets, all of scripture that we're referred to a scripture at that time, mm-hmm. centered around love God and love your neighbor. If you picked, so what Jesus is saying there is if you pick something out of scripture and you learn something that negates love, that points to something else, then you're not understanding the scripture that you're reading. Mm-hmm. So he talks about in that passage, and there's others as well, he talks about love being the central part of the nature of God, the nature of Scripture, the nature of teachings of the law and the prophets, the nature of Jesus himself is all about love. Love directed at God, love directed at our neighbors, love that pulls us together to form this relationship. And so if you're reading and believe you read something that uh, uh, is obviously not loving, say genocide, for example, God 
directed or God promoted genocide, uh, this would say, take another look. If you think God is directing genocide, obviously love is not part of that. Loving God Mm -hmm. and neighbor is not going to be part of that action. Right. So we have to question whether or not um, that's scripture that we're reading uh, at the time. If the if if the uh, context was something radically different than what we know about, um, that what is written is is somehow been perverted by sin, somehow mm-hmm. corrupted by uh, humanity and in, in the rendering of that scripture um, to describe God in a way that is not love. Jesus responds and says, God is about love. Right. And so that just logically has to say then what was written by those people then was influenced by something other than God. My final thought, my closing thought, final contribution to our conversation would, uh, would be this is, um, you know, some, again, the, the diversity of the history of the people that, um, wrote things down. And then, you know, thousands of years later, I find myself with a volume of all these different genres and contexts and people groups and all this different stuff that I get to literally just go on my phone and go, Hey, cool. Like, cool. I would just love to read all this stuff, which is just incredible when you think about it, um, is, uh, I love that scripture holds no punches. Um, these people write down the things they're really great at, and they also write down some of the things they're really not good at. And I could tell you on my best of days, I will not write about the things that I don't do well. I just won't. And I sh- maybe part of that is because they didn't think other people would read it. And they're like, oh my gosh, everybody knows how bad we are or, or the, how we're struggling. And so I, I, I say this to not bring, uh, to make it too light or to make it funny this other stuff, but like, if I'm if I'm going to the scriptures to learn how to love God more and to receive God's love more and to love others as I am loving myself and learning how to do that, right? Then there's always something I can gain, some type of insight, some type of knowledge, some type of understanding when I read scripture. If I'm reading it with that lens, right? And so I would strongly encourage you know check out Adam's book. Email me and Dave. We got a Thursday night group that meets online. Um, again, email me if you want details for that. We'd love to have you. Um, and if you're in the area, you know, of course, come and, and hang out with us on Sundays. But um, the Bible is meant to be this exciting, fun thing that we get to gain from, not something that should make us feel bad mm-hmm. or dumb mm-hmm. or unsmart. <laughs> well, the Bible is a, is a spiritual book that's meant for our good. When we start to deviate from that and find things that make us want to point our finger at somebody else, we've kind of lost the, the purpose. Um, but it is the book that has helped me grow, mm-hmm. has introduced me to Christ. It is uh, the, the book and the source of so much um, grace upon grace. There's a few book, there's a little bit of it that's challenging to read. Um, but by and large, it's not. By and large, it's pretty clear that we are meant to love God and love our neighbors, and that love has got to be the center of our relationships, 
the center of our relationship to the world. Um, and you get all of that by reading Scripture, uh, reading it in community, and and honestly discerning and struggling for um, to understand a little bit of who God is and the meaning of of grace and the meaning of of Christ's work in the world. That comes from Scripture, uh, and it comes from communities that are uh, using that canon um, in uh, however it's shaped uh, to live fulfilling, faithful, graceful lives. Hmm. Amen, brother. I'm Pastor Kelly. And I'm Pastor Dave. And we'll catch you next week. Bye.